right, so I got a word for you guys. I do. Um, it is Genesis chapter 3. All right, Genesis chapter 3. We're going to kind of pound through basically the whole chapter of Genesis chapter 3. And I'm going to just lead us through this. But um, starting with just verse 1, um, we're going to hop through. But the title is this, Sin and Hope. Sin and Hope. That, that um, sin separates us from God, but there's hope. Our sin separates us from God, but there is hope. There's hope. And um, just thinking about this, I remember how I was like 10 years old, maybe. And it was me and Freddie and, and our buddies, Wayne and DJ, who lived in the house next door. And um, one day, um, we were just, my dad said that he was going to make dinner, right? So my dad, he didn't make dinner all the time. But when he did, man, it was a treat and it was cool. And so we're like, wow, dad's making dinner. That's cool. But at the same time, we loved getting chicken down the street at the local corner store. And so me and Freddie and our buddies, Wayne and DJ, we, we scavenged the house for dimes and nickels and quarters and whatever we could find, man. And, and we scrambled up enough money and we went down the street and we, uh, and we, um, we paid the guy and we, we got a ton of chicken, man. And we just started pounding into that chicken, just ripping it up, just eating, eating, eating. And then it came time for dinner time. And, and my dad was like, all right, time to eat. Come over to the table. And I was like, dad, I'm stuffed, man. I can't eat anymore. I've been eating all day. My dad was like, wait, what did you just say? He's like, I just cooked, and you telling me you just ate? Like, he's like, you knew I was going to cook, yet you went and you chose to eat something else? And then my dad sent me up to my room, as well as my brother, and we spent the rest of the night in our rooms thinking about how good that chicken was. No, I'm just kidding. We spent that night thinking about how it was messed up, how we, um, we got our own food when my dad was cooking. And, and what I see in that is that we rejected what my dad had given to us, and we had actually turned our back on my dad's food, right? And that's kind of um, dramatic, but what I see is that in our own lives, what we do is we reject what God has intended for us. We reject the goodness of his love. We reject the goodness of his commandments in the Bible. We, we reject what he's told us, what is best for us, for what we think is best, and that's sin, and when we do that, just like my dad sent us to our room, man, God, he had to send Adam and Eve out of the garden. And in a way, he had to send us from his presence as well. And, and so sin separates us from God, just like chicken, eating chicken separated me from my dad for a little while. But no, but seriously, like sin separates us from God. But I want to talk about how that's such a reality, but at the same time, there's hope in that hope that we find in Genesis chapter three. And so... um. My first point is this, is that sin, what is sin? Sin is our mistrust of what God has intended for us, right? Sin is when we choose to, to believe that we know what is best for us, better than what God knows for us. It's when we reject what he's told us is right for us, right? right. Sin, sin is a rejection of what God has intended. And, and what I see is that um, even Adam did not trust that God had given them the best of what they could have. They mistrusted God. They didn't trust him. Right? right? It says here, let's just start reading in uh, Genesis chapter 3. It says, Now the serpent was more crafty than any other beast of the field that the Lord God had made. He said to the woman, Did God actually say, You shall not eat of any tree in the garden? And the woman said to the serpent, We may eat of the fruit of the trees in the garden. But God said, you shall not eat of the fruit of the tree that is in the midst of the garden. Neither shall you touch it lest you die. But the serpent said to the woman, 
you shall not surely die. For God knows that when you eat of it, your eyes will be opened and you will be like God, knowing good and evil. So when the woman saw that the tree was good for food and that it was a delight to the eyes and that the tree was to be desired to make one wise, she took of its fruit and ate and she also gave some to her husband who was with her and he ate. Then the eyes of both were opened and they knew that they were naked and they sewed fig leaves together and made themselves loincloths. And they heard the sound of the Lord God walking in the garden in the cool of the day and the man and his wife hid themselves from the presence of the Lord God among the trees of the garden. But the Lord God called to the man and said to him, Where are you? And he said, I heard the sound of you in the garden and I was afraid because I was naked and I hid myself. He said, Who told you that you were naked? Have you eaten of the tree of which I commanded you not to eat? The man said, the woman whom you gave to be with me, she gave me fruit of the tree and I ate. Right, Adam shift and blame like a punk. Then the Lord God said to the woman, what is this that you have done? The woman said, the serpent deceived me and I ate. Right, and we see the first sin right here. We see the origin of sin right here. What is sin? Man, Adam and Eve did not trust what God had for them was the best. Right, and what we see is that it says the serpent was crafty. Now, that means that the serpent was smart. The serpent was wise, right? Right. It was crafty. And then we see this continuation of this emphasis on knowledge. And, um, and the serpent says, if you eat of it, you will know good and evil just like God. You'll become like God. But then Eve says, well, God said, do not eat of that or you will die. Right. But then he says, you surely won't die. He says, but you will, you will become like God because you'll know good and evil. And so then um, Eve takes the fruit. She looks at it. She's like, ooh. This is delicious. But then she's like, you know what? This is going to make me wise. And she eats. She takes a bite of it. Right? And her her mistake, her sin, was that she did not trust God. God had already told her not to eat it. But she did not trust it. Same thing with Adam. He didn't trust God. He ate of the fruit too. And he was like, Lord, I think I know what's best for me. I want to be smart. I want to have what you didn't give me. Because they thought that that was better for them. God had given them all of creation, creation that he had called good, and he gave it to them. And And then Adam and Eve think that there's something more. They became discontent. They wanted more. And so they take, they eat of the fruit, thinking that they could have more of what God did not intend for them. They didn't trust God. They thought they knew what was best. Right? And what I see in the same way, man, is that Our sin, we sin when we mistrust God, when we don't trust what the Bible has told us to do and we do what we want instead, right? I was, I was reading about how the Titanic sank and I was just, I don't know, I was just looking it up and, um, there's a few different reasons that they believe and none of these are exact, but, but there's really good proof behind them and, and thought behind them. And one theory is this, one theory is that the receiver on the boat who would get messages from other boats to tell the captain just in case there's an emergency or something he needs to know, right? This receiver receives a message from a other boat that's ahead of them. And the boat ahead of them says, there's a big iceberg, you know, you need to be careful of this. But there wasn't like a special, like, I don't know, exclamation part, point, whatever you put in messages to make it urgent, urgent. And so the receiver looks at the message and he says, you know what, this isn't super important. I'm not going to tell the captain about it. Even though the guy made, made, made it seem like it was super important and he needed to tell the captain about it, right? This other guy, the receiver, doesn't tell the captain. And I think you know how the story goes. And, and uh, the boat's sailing or whatever, steaming ahead. And, 
and hits an iceberg and it sinks and people are in the water drowning, hypothermia, terrible stuff. Right? But but the it didn't have to happen if that receiver had told the captain about the iceberg. And so because the receiver didn't tell him, the, the boat sinks. Because that, that receiver didn't trust what the other guy had told him. He didn't trust that he, would, he should have done what he was told to do. And so in the same way, I'm saying this, that, that when we don't trust what the Bible says, when we don't trust what, what God has told us, when we think we know more than God, that is what sin is. Right? It's like a form of pride. Um, it's also like just being discontent with, with what God has intended for us. And, and so what I see then is what are the effects of sin? Actually, first, what, what, what are some of these sins? And I was thinking about how um, quarantine is a breeding ground for sin, right? I mean, I can tell you that, Rachel, um, I have gotten on her nerves a couple times since quarantine. I mean, we spent a lot of time together, and um, after a while, my cuteness wears off, and um, I start to get on her nerves a little bit. And so, I don't know, it could be so many different things, but sin is when you don't do what the Bible says, right? Sin, sin, is, when, um, sin is when you don't do what God has intended for you, right? right? Sin, sin is when we, when we eat um, all the cookies, even though people are asking for them, when we don't share something small like that. Sin is when someone is talking to you and you ignore them. Sin is when you're taking a test from home but you go ahead and you look at the answers and you cheat, right? Sin is when you go online and you look at pictures that you're not supposed to be looking at and you know it, right? Sin, sin is when we go against what the Bible has told us. And the effects of sin are this. The Bible says the effects of sin are pain, death, and separation from God, right? This is what it says, starting with what the woman in verse 8, 16. I will surely multiply your pain in childbearing. In pain you shall bring forth children. Your desire shall be for your husband, and he shall rule over you. And to Adam he said, Because you have listened to the voice of your wife, and have eaten of the tree, of which I commanded you, you shall not eat of. Curse is the ground because of you. In pain you shall eat of, all, of it all the days of your life. Thorns and thistles it shall bring forth for you. And you shall eat the plants of the field, but the sweat of your face you shall eat bread. Till you return to the ground, for out of, out of it you were taken for you are dust, and to dust you shall return. Right? So we see the pain of childbirth. We see the pain of relationship. We see the pain of working. And then he says, from dust you came, and to dust you will go. Basically saying that now you're going to die one day. Right? And so we see pain. We see death. But then we see here in um, verse 23, it says, Therefore the Lord God sent him out from the garden of Eden to work the ground from which it was taken. And he drove out the man. I'm talking about also the woman. And so what we see, they were driven out from the garden. Adam and Eve were, were in the presence of God. They were, they were with God. It says that God was calling to Adam. He was walking in the cool of day in the garden. Adam could see God face to face. Adam could hear his voice. Eve knew what God looked like. He knew what he sounded like. He knew the love. They knew the love of God. They knew the presence of God. And yet they chose to reject God for what they thought was best. And so they were rejected from his presence. Really, they rejected being in his presence. And so they were cast out. Right? Sin causes separation from God. 
sin, sin is like, it like puts a wall in between us and God and this wall, we build it ourselves. And it's like we, with every sin, we're just putting brick and mortar, brick and mortar between us and God. And then at the end, we're banging on the wall, asking for God to, to come to us. Right, right, sin stops us from being in his presence. Sin stops us from, from his forgiveness, his love, his joy, his peace. And if that separation goes beyond death, when if you are separated all the way to the end of your life, then, then you'll never be in his presence. And it's scary. I mean, when that Titanic sank because of that one guy's mistake, when, when, when it was going under the water and people were drowning and people were screaming and, and people were crying out and, and people were freezing. That was because of one man's mistake. They became separated from safety. They became separated from refuge. They became separated from warmth. They became separated from being, being dry. In the same way, we've been separated from God because of our sin. And all that we want is to be with Him. Our hearts cry, whether it takes different forms of seeking it through, I don't know, um, through alcohol or through video games or through social media, or through bad relationships, even through good things like work or, or through all these things to find purpose and joy and peace. All of it is really a cry to be in the presence and the love of God. But because of sin, we built that wall and we're pounding at the wall, asking for God to forgive us, asking for God to come to us. But because of the sin, he can't come. And we're lost. And we're alone. And we're facing pain, death, and separation from him. And that's how Adam and Eve was. And that's how it is for us. But there is hope. But there is hope. This is what it says in Genesis chapter 3, verse 15. I will put enmity between you and the woman and between your offspring and her offspring. He shall bruise your head and you shall bruise his heel. Right here, we see the first snapshot. Right as sin was committed, God already began the, the, the road to restoration, the road to reconciliation so that he could one day break through that wall and bring us to him so that he could bring us out of the water of our own sin. Man, right here, right in the beginning, God has already begun the, the, the beacon of hope. Man. I think you guys know what that hope is. I think you know who that offspring is of Eve who will crush the head of that serpent but have his heel bruised, right? I mean, we're talking about Jesus. We're talking about, we're talking about his love, that he became man, that he came to earth, that, that he died for sins. That's the hope we're talking about. And we'll talk about that more next week. But I, what I really want to take home from this today is that we need to know that our sin separates us from God. But there is hope, and that hope is in Jesus. And we're going to learn about that. But we need to know that sin separates us from God. We need to know it. And so um, this week, as you're going about your day, 
man, I'd say this, man, take some time. This is what I told to uh, Children's Church. I said, man, write, write out a prayer. We're going to do that in Children's Church. We're going to write out a prayer together, asking God for forgiveness and listing different things. And I, I encourage you to do this as well and just take some time and say, dear Jesus, forgive me, and then begin to list. Forgive me for gossiping. Forgive me maybe for being, for having hatred for someone. Forgive me for talking bad about someone. Forgive me, right, and just going through it. So that you can see what blocks you from him, but realize that there's hope in that word forgiveness, which comes through Christ. But guys, take time this week, I'd say, and um, do that, but just realize sin separates you from God, but there is hope. We're going to talk about that more next week. Um, but guys, um, why not just pray real quick? Lord, we just love you. We praise you, God. God, I thank you that you care for us, that you're with us, that God, you You've already begun the road to restoration, and Lord, you, you've, you're bringing us to you, Jesus. Lord, I pray that you would just help us realize the depth of sin and how with sin it separates us from you. But God, I pray that we would have hope. I pray that we would take it seriously. I pray that our hearts would be filled with joy, that we would be overcome with your presence once again. That God, Adam and Eve, they were sent out of the garden, but Lord, we are being brought back in. Lord, thank you for your goodness. Thank you for your truth. Thank you for your word. We praise you, Jesus. We praise you, Jesus. And maybe you're out there right now and you're saying, Sam, man, I, I want that forgiveness and I want that hope because sin is at my door and I don't know what to do. What I'd say, man, you're saved by faith. You're not saved by just words. You're not saved by your works. You're saved by faith. And if you believe in Jesus, then you're saved. If you believe he died for your sins, you are saved. But i just like to say in a prayer, so why don't we just pray together? You can just repeat after me. Dear Jesus, would you forgive me of my sins? Would you cleanse me of all unrighteousness? Would you be my Lord and my Savior? Would you be my friend? Lord, I want to know you for the rest of my life. I know you care for me. I know you love me. And Lord, I love you too. Thank you for your forgiveness. Amen. So guys, man, God loves you. He cares about you. Um, sin separates us, but there is hope. There's hope. Um, just a heads up. So on Tuesday, on Tuesday, this coming Tuesday at 8 p.m. on Instagram Live, only on Instagram, we're going to have my buddy Thierry Mugabe. He is the best, man. This dude is, is just... One of the smartest guys I know, as well as just one of the humblest, um, sweetest people. And he's going to talk to us about missions. He's just gotten accepted to be a U.S. missionary. And we're just going to go through that, kind of his calling, as well as maybe some details about what it means to be a missionary and what is the need as well. So I just encourage you to hop on Tuesday. Keep a lookout. Um, it's going to be awesome. But um, love you guys. Care about you. Don't hesitate to reach out if you need anything, all right? You know my number. If you don't, message me on Instagram, message me on Facebook, whatever you want. But um, let me know, all right? Care about you guys. Hope to see you soon. Bye.